So you're, you're getting some zits right here, bro. What's going on? Dude, Raina called me the other day. She was like, um, you have zits on your forehead. And I was like, <laughs> oh, really? Like, I couldn't see. And then she's like, let me see what that's about. And I was like, what do you mean? She looks up why zits show up right there. And she's like, you have clogged pores. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, that's what zits are. <laughs> Stupid. I've never thought of like zits being like, there's like a source behind them besides that. Yeah. What is up, Av Youth? I hope you guys are enjoying the rewind so far. You guys have seen you that just intro. Said, you just said so far. Yeah. We just started. Can I finish? Or are you going to cut, cut me off, keep, Charlie? I'm going to cut you off. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, but yes, yeah, so far. Because Hold on. <laughs> oh, go ahead and intro, Charlie. Let you let you do your thing, Welcome, buddy. everybody, to The Rewind. My name is Robert, and today I'm And I'm down. Charlie, and I interrupt, <laughs> and I don't care because I am rude, and nobody cares, and life is all about me. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I swear, every time we do this, it's like it's never... Like, it always intros like this. Yep. It's like something stupid happens. <laughs> Am I going to laugh for like 20 minutes straight with my hands hope, on my head? I hope not because we only have 20 <laughs> minutes to record this. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, you guys can already see how the rewind is going to go. We're back at it again with Charlie. It's glad to have you, or I'm glad to have you back on there. It's nice to have you back there. There we on go. The it is awesome to be back recording in the green room if you don't know this if you're watching on youtube we record these in the green room and right now you might hear like people walking by you might hear doors slamming shut because the the painters are here and they're painting the church and they're very loud so or john's just getting mad at the lights so if they hear any screaming john's just getting pretty mad at the yes lights. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and if you hear something hit the wall he threw the light <laughs> Or somebody, one of the two, one of the two. All right, guys, but today we have a few questions for you. Obviously, Charlie did speak on Wednesday night, and so we want to kind of go over that message because we want to go a little deeper than just what we were able to do this past Wednesday. So my first question for you, Charlie, mm. what dangers have you seen in your own life when you followed through with the idea or concept of I got this besides <laughs> the one you shared, or you can share a little more of the one you did share. Yeah, no. Uh, and if you're listening today and you weren't with us last week, we just started a new series called essentials going over the whole idea of how after we've accepted Jesus, like what are the essentials we need to continue this walk with Jesus? And so last week or last night um, on Wednesday night, we talked about community and uh, we opened up the whole top topic with the very first point of I got this and I shared that story of how um, when I was a kid growing up in junior high I was trying to that is so foul Robert if you're listening if you're listening right now on podcast and not YouTube Robert just took a sip of coffee and it sounded so foul <laughs> Robert right now was like I got this it's not gonna make any sounds and then and now Robert's about to spit up all over the mic Now we're, done, now we're done with that. Let's get back to the topic. But well, we talked about this idea of I got this, and I shared that story of me in junior high um, trying to get all the Christmas decorations down for my mom, and the ladder fell over, and I'm screaming, and I'm crying, and I'm asking for help. And it, like I, me right now asking for help for, to drink my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Not choke and die on the rewind. The, 
best part was it was just like I saw it just like spit out your <laughs> <laughs> It's cause you kept talking, bro. You when somebody's joking, you don't sit there and say, Oh yeah, let's just keep making this full laugh. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's a liquid, it's not solid. You yeah. can spit it out. <laughs> I wanted to swallow it, not spit it out. Bro, I've never seen someone choke on something liquid. Like you can, you can get. Past I guess that. people don't drown, dude. <laughs> well, that's when you're surrounded underwater. You I was surrounded in coffee. Oh my god! I was in a pool of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's reel this back in because now we have 15 minutes. <laughs> but going back to the idea of I got this. Um, there's, I think there's so many dangers that we can really find ourselves and like really go head first in when we walk around with this idea and the motto of, I got this and I don't really need anybody else's help. And I think it's honestly kind of been a theme and I didn't even realize this until last night after the message when I got home that we've said it multiple times throughout the past few weeks and really since the beginning of the year how like nobody's self-made, nobody can do this, do this life by themselves. So why do we think we can trick ourselves into saying, I got this and I can do this by myself. And so really the whole idea is there's so many dangers that can come from walking this life with the idea of, hey, I got this, I don't need anybody's help. Because again, at the beginning of creation, we, we see community through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see community right there. We see community with Adam and Eve. And really, everything that you see throughout the Bible since the New Testament and Genesis all the way to the Old, or, I'm sorry, the Old Testament with Genesis and then all the way to the New Testament and Revelation, how there's so much community from the front of the Bible to the end of the Bible to right now. And so there's so much danger that we can find ourselves in. I don't even think I can like just pinpoint one specific spot. Yeah, I think that... Um I think there's many times where we can look at our lives and say, well, I got this and really feel like we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's very convincing that we're fine on our own. Um, but then obviously that's where Charlie's illustration comes in. It's like there's going to be a breaking point no matter what. Um, in every single one of our lives, we're going to have a breaking point, whether we want to or not. But who are we going to have in our corner? You know what I mean? And obviously having a relationship with Jesus is great. But when you're not plugged into the body of Christ, you're not even you're not even going to be supported enough because you're going to start questioning, you're going to start doubting, and you're going to have a very very smart enemy against you, and you're all alone, and you can't do that by yourself. Yeah. And you have, and if you don't even talk to anybody about it, then you don't even have anyone to pray with alongside with you mm-hmm. to to fight these battles that we can't just fight. Well, again, Paul talks about it all the time that we are not. In a, in a in a warfare that we can physically fight yeah this is not this is not something that i can square up do enough like <laughs> pull-ups do enough lifting and i can intimidate this this guy that we call the enemy we can't do that the only thing that will change how he reacts is how we react in the process mm. are we going to run to christ or are we going to run to ourselves thinking yeah. that we got it because when we run to the body of christ what we're doing is we're saying i need christ but i also need the fellowship Right. I need what God designed and God intended. And instead of saying, I got this, God didn't design for you to get it by yourself. So it's like we're, we're having this this man centered ideology, basically, yeah. to where the point that if we keep focusing on ourselves and what we can do, then we're never going to see how God can move in our lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think I mean, you just hit it spot on. It's like you which way are you going to run to? And specifically, like you just said, the body of Christ. I know we're probably jumping the gun right now. 
but it, it goes back to the whole idea of making sure we're surrounded by a community of believers, a community of people that are like-minded, wanting to grow closer to Jesus. Because when these issues do arise, it's like we need those people to support us. Yeah. And again, like what Robert said about the illustration with that plank of wood and all that weight on it, it's going to come a point where there's a breaking point. But when we walk in community with others, those that we when we start feeling that weight, they're there to lift us up. They're there to pray for us. They're there um, to guide us and help us honestly grow closer to Jesus, obviously, but also get through those tough times when it feels like there is no hope. Yeah, and I think uh, I think one thing that I want to even mention and bring up too and even ask you is because I feel like when we get into this idea of, okay, well, you know, I'm going to try out this Christian community. I'm going to try out mm -hmm. being plugged into the body of Christ. We kind of think that nobody lets, like they're not supposed to let us down or there's no way they yes. can let us down. Charlie? How many times a week do I let you down? You never let me down, Robert. <laughs> what Robert is saying, because I'm not going to throw Robert under the bus, even though he just told me to throw him under the bus, <laughs> is this. Humans are not perfect. Yes. Um, and, and that's a great point, because I think sometimes, too, there's a dangerous part when it comes to community is that we can sometimes focus so much on our community and so much on the people around us that when those people do fail or when those people do make a mistake and they mess up, and it affects us in our own relationship or in our own walk, um, we can tend to push away from them or yeah. we can even tend to um, lack faith ourselves in Jesus because we put so much emphasis and so much pressure on them. But at the end of the day, we have to understand, and again, we talked about this on Wednesdays, like we live in a fallen world. Yeah. Everyone makes mistakes. The only one that is perfect is in Jesus, and that's why, first and foremost, that's who, that's who we put our faith in. Yeah. That's why we said this whole series on essentials, it's about after we've accepted Jesus, what should we have? What are the essentials we need to continue this walk with him? And um, again, it goes back to what he, what Robert was just saying. is like community, sometimes there's going to be people that are going to let you down. There's going to be people that make mistakes. There's going to be people that forget things. I say it all the time. I forget left and right, everything. Like if there... <laughs> I couldn't even count on my own hands and toes, like or my my fingers and toes. I guess uh, that'd be awkward. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but I couldn't even count how many times like I've let Aubrey down, and it's going back to the idea of understanding like we're gonna make mistakes. Now there's a difference from going to make mistakes and to purposely making mistakes, and yeah. I think that goes back to the whole idea and concept of crowds versus community. Yeah. Um, and if you don't understand the difference between crowds and communities, I encourage you to go and listen to our message on Wednesday. Plug. Mm -hmm. mm. Shameless plug, kind <laughs> of, if not really. And there's worship on there, so mm. yeah. <laughs> True. Um, I think one thing that's that's funny, that I the whole reason why I wrote this question, I was hoping you were going to throw me under the bus. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is that I'm not perfect. Charlie's not perfect. And mm. there's times where Charlie gets frustrated with me and I get frustrated with Charlie. And Amen. it's totally fine. However, that doesn't mean I look at Charlie any less than what I did before. You know what I mean? It doesn't change my relationship with Charlie because of the fact we are plugged in into community. Right? If Charlie was just part of my crowd and he did he did something that made, made my feelings hurt or he wronged me, then more than likely if he's just in my crowd, I'm not going to really care. Yeah. And, he, and I'm not going to care to talk to him. I'm going to kind of distance myself from him. And we kind of get that same idea when we get plugged into the body of Christ, thinking that, okay, well, I'm in community. I'm going to try this out. And the first time one person hurts me or disappoints me, then this wasn't for me. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's not what this is about. You know what I mean? Uh, community was never about being pleased. Community was never about um, always being satisfied with the people around you. Uh, 
I'd actually encourage that it's supposed to help mold you. Yeah. I don't, and I don't think that's going to be a fun process every single day of your life. There's going to be moments where it's great. You know, you mm-hmm. guys are all out getting lunch, getting um, maybe cold stone, and you guys are having a great time talking, chatting, doing life, and, and talking about things that are going on in life. And, you know, you feel great. And there's other times where that community that you have is maybe not doing so well, right? And you guys all have to come together and have a hard conversation to talk about what's going on. Like, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we acting this way? Um, and, you know, have that hard conversation and say, you know what, maybe we got to put our differences aside and just focus on being there for each other. Yeah. It's not going to be a fun conversation, but it's definitely one that's needed. And that's, that's when people are willing to have that hard conversation. Those are the people that are willing to be in community. Mm-hmm. The people that are willing to just be in a crowd are the people that don't want to put in the effort to make sure that your walk with Christ is good and their walk with Christ is good. Just the same. Like, that's the difference. And I think that there's so many times where we can look at um, our community and, and look at other people's communities and say, oh, wow, look at the community they have. But mm-hmm. you're looking at the surface level and you don't even know if that's really a crowd. Yeah. Like it could just be a crowd, but you see it as a community because it looks different than what you have. That's true. So really analyze uh, before you make a decision, analyze who's around you and analyze, are, am I plugged into a community that cares about me and cares about my, not just right now, but cares about my well-being for the future? Or am I in a community that, doesn't really care so much what happens tomorrow, only about today. Because those are the people you're going to have to remember and be like, you know what, maybe I need to start looking for more people to implement and maybe even just implement into that community, right? Because yeah. not everyone's going to be perfect. Again, we've been over that. Um, but just kind of look at it, analyze it, and really make the wisest decision based on just the Word of God. The char- characteristics of, of a godly person is going to be someone that's striving to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. So. And that's exactly what we're supposed to surround ourselves with. And exactly. And just like you just hit it right on the head. Like, I don't even, I was like trying to think of something I can add on to it, but I was like, I got nothing. You said everything you needed to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can always look at the next one. And I think you're going to like this one a lot. I like Hopefully. this question a lot. Um, but it says, looking at Mark chapter two, verses one through four, mm-hmm. which is the, the paralyzed man that you talked about during yes. your message. Um, what kind of people should we look for? When it comes to a community, just versus a crowd, and we kind of just talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But what are some really key, um, like characteristics that we should really focus on? Yeah, and I think this one is probably the biggest one. And uh, when Robert was writing the questions, I was like, let's throw this one in here because I like this one so much. And I didn't, last n- or on Wednesday night, we didn't have a lot of time to dive into this, so I'm glad we're doing this on the rewind. But um, I think in I, I texted Robert this. I, ro- I texted Robert, David, and Christian this. Um, I think what was it Wednesday morning? Cause yeah. I was going over the message on Wednesday morning, just reading through it. And, um, there was something that I saw that I never really saw before. And it, it really kind of just jumped off the, uh, my laptop to me right there. And it was the whole idea of how the paralyzed man had these four friends that carried him to this house. We have no idea what the distance was, but you can imagine, I mean, even if we carried somebody that was just dead weight, from here to the Seven Eleven, right down the road, it's like your boy's going to be burnt. Oh, um, yeah. Even if I had to carry someone across the sanctuary, it's like your boy's going to be burnt. Um, and so we see them carry this man all the way to get to this house where this house is now filled with people. It's filled in with a crowd of people. And it doesn't say this in the Bible, and I say that to, so you know I'm not just trying to make up the, something from the Bible. But you have to imagine that there were the people that were outside that house saw that man that was paralyzed, saw that man that was laying there, and they're trying to get in to see Jesus. And this is the crowd of people you don't want to be around. 
because you can imagine they see them, but they don't do anything about it. They don't move because they are thinking to themselves, I want to catch my next glimpse of Jesus. I want to have my healing first. I want to have that experience first, even though this man's situation is probably way worse than their situation. And see, that's the thing where when we hang out with crowds, when we keep things surface level, those crowds are typically going to put themselves first before they try to help you. You can come to them with a situation, you can come to them with an issue, and you say, hey, I'm struggling with this, and somehow, some way, you end that conversation with talking about their issues and how they need help and how you should help them. And I've seen that before, I've been there before, and yeah, you can help them, but you just need to, again, go back and watch out like who you're trusting and who you're sharing with, because you don't want that to be every single time you have something go on in your life and you talk to a community group, or you mean you talk to friends or a crowd, so-and-so. And you leave there without any help. And again, I'm not saying this so we go to our friends and we make them, quote unquote, the little gods in our lives where we have to go to them to fix all our issues. Obviously, we go to the cross. Obviously, we go to Jesus. But when it comes to having that support group, make sure you have a support group that's going to be there for you. That doesn't stop at the crowd, but instead picks you up, takes you on top of the roof, digs a hole. And the the thing about the story that blows me away is like they couldn't just make a small hole. It's like they had to lower the homie on a <laughs> mat, like to hold this dude. Compl- like it's probably the size of this couch that we're sitting on right now. It's like they had to make a huge hole. My first thing when I think <laughs> of this story is like, who like when they first saw the little bit of light like shine into the house? Like, what were they thinking? Oh, it's a bird. <laughs> and then eventually, it's, it's like it's a woodpecker. And it's like big enough where you see these people like digging a hole, sticking their heads over the sides of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's G- uh, imagine like if they they like <laughs> they're like digging a hole and they look like oh that's not Jesus and then they walk over to like a different part of the roof and start digging again oh that's not Jesus <laughs> hey guys he's over here <laughs> help me dig this thing up oh my gosh but going back to the idea of community and crowds is the community we, we need to surround ourselves in community that's going to go the extra mile for us that's yeah. going to be there for us in those hard times and i, I always think of a, a story that um happened in my life and happened with a good friend of mine um that i, I would think it was like 2013 he was going through such a rough time and i'll never forget and it, it really kind of showed me the picture of what true community looked like um, Jake Tracy, he used to be the high school pastor for capacity. He hit me up and he was like, Hey, so-and-so was going through something. You, me, and somebody else, we're going to go over to his house and we're going to be there for him. We're going to pray for him and we're going to talk to him. And it was right then and there where I saw, I was like, this is what true community looks like. This mm-hmm. is what true people being in your corner looks like that they're, they're going to drop everything that they're doing to be there for you yeah. in, so, in some of the hardest times of your life. And obviously there's times where we can't drop everything that we're doing because something comes up, but it's like that puts those efforts in there that puts themselves aside to serve somebody else. And to me, that's what real authentic community looks like and what we all should strive for. That's why you should be here on Sunday to be in a small group because that's what we're striving to have. Come on, another plug. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm all about the plug. I'm about <laughs> um, but I know I totally agree. And I think one thing too, if you really, if you really want to look at, at your crowd or your community and really decipher what you have right now, read first Corinthians 13. Come on. When you read first Corinthians 13, you can analyze your crowd very well and understand when they say they love you, you can very well decipher what is love out of, out of their definition and what is love out of God's mm-hmm. understanding of what love is. Because 
God is the one who created it. Therefore, he's the one who knows how to express it the best. Yeah. And so if we're, we call ourselves Christians, but don't express love or at least strive to express love how he did, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if I know very clearly it talks about basically being selfless. Yeah. It's not about us. And love is all about the other person. So in any situation that you're in and you say you love somebody, then that must mean that it's not about what you want. It's either what's best for the other person or what that other person wants, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's truly what love is. And so what was best for us on the cross was Christ's sacrifice, right? For us to be able to be with God again, he had to sacrifice himself. And he knew this was the best possible outcome I can give them. And this is what I'm going to do for them because why? I love them. So we always got to look at that and really understand what love is as we continue to do life with people that we're doing community with. Um, but that's just something to be aware of. But I think also when we look at that that story, think about how heavy, not just how long the walk was, <laughs> but how heavy that guy was, bro. Think about like lifting up your dog that doesn't want to get up. Just, oh. What if that guy didn't even want to get up? Well, he couldn't. No, but what if he didn't even want to? Like, oh, I see what you're like saying. Like, he was just like the dog. Like, you know, when you pick up a dog and they're just kind of, or a baby where it's like, ah, and like they're rolling their head. <laughs> they don't want to get up to throw in a little temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, they make themselves dead weight on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, what if that guy was just so, I don't want to go. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, I've heard of hope before mm-hmm. and, and the hope let me down and I don't want to do this again and just to be let down again. And what if this guy was just, fighting it the entire time but his their his friends cared so much to not care about the about the the response that he had but instead they knew what could be best for him yeah so they carried him and it could have been even worse he's yelling the whole way he's fighting the whole thing like we don't know you know i mean but we can only imagine being in their shoes and that's where it gets crazy because it's like are your friends willing Mm -hmm. even when you don't like it to tell you what you need to hear yeah. and not just what you want to hear that's because good. ultimately they want to see you succeed they want to see you do good they want to see you follow christ and if they're not looking for that then you want might want to find another friend <laughs> yeah no exactly and i think just to add on to that it's like when you continue reading mark chapter 2 verses uh, i believe it goes all the way up to verse 12 i believe um it, it says in there when jesus responds to the friends it says by seeing their faith yeah not just the man that's laying on the mat, but by seeing the friend's faith of going out there and believing so much in Jesus that Jesus is going to heal their friend, this man was healed. And that to me is crazy. And it's like going back to what you just said, like making sure we're surrounded by those that have enough faith um, that Jesus is going to bring change into our lives, having enough faith that we as a group of people can be there for our friends that Jesus is going to change their lives and making sure, like you said, is like making sure that even if they don't want it, you know what's best for them and you're going to strive for that for them and continue to pray for them and continue to be there for them in those moments. That's such a key piece to remember. And I encourage you, I know we didn't get to finish the whole thing of Mark chapter two, but right, read that too. Mark chapter two, starting verse one, I believe it goes all the way to verse 12. I could be wrong, but read it. It's a good story. And when you read it, just make sure you're going like very slow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Make sure you're looking at every little detail and think about what it's like to be in a particular person's shoes. Put yourself in those shoes as you read it, because that's what's going to help you understand the, the like validity, validity, the validity of the story, the weight of the story and understand truly the message that the word of God is trying to share with you. Yeah. So I think we should do a podcast just on 
like the essentials like obviously we're in the series the essentials but the essentials of like christianity and like what it means to actually read what does it mean yeah. to actually pray worship all these things and these are things we're going to talk about in this series but mm -hmm. to really break it down of like the how-to that'd be tight yeah it would be tight i'm down with that i say we do it all right cool well i know what i'm doing next week you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well it was fun it was great it was a good time i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the rewind charlie thanks for joining me this week of course bro i love being on the rewind and guys thanks for joining us whether you're on podcast or youtube Thank you. Make sure you guys check out the message if you haven't already. And we hope to see you here on Sunday at 1030, second service. 1030, right? Yeah, 1030. You got I don't that know. right. I almost thought it was 10. Anyways, 1030, be here for small groups. And we will see you guys next time. Later. Bye.